Hi, I'm Deb Curtis. This is Weekend Extra, and tonight uh, we talked a lot about love, what that looks like, serving, um, what we do even within the church. So, Jeff, just kind of dovetailing in all this, how do I know that my service is following the right ways that I need to serve? Yeah, so we in service, we, we define uh, service. <laughs> in service, we define service. And what we said was... <laughs> The, the mindset that Paul talks about Philippians 2 is that of a servant. And we said ser- being a servant doesn't always mean that we're doing service. So service service can have a mixed motive, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I like to serve on things I think are fun or fulfilling, those kind of things. Uh, a servant's mindset would look at the one being served and say, mm-hmm. what is their needs what is their desires? How do I help them know the heart and the mind of Christ? And so as I'm trying to love people, that's what I'm doing. And and regardless of the situation, the, the relational situation, so it could be a spouse, it could be a friend, it could be somebody in the church, it could be your worst enemy. How do I do my best for them to meet their needs, right? So what happens is there's actually no template to put down for that because it's going to that answer changes for every relationship. So sometimes that means giving them what they want. Um, sometimes that means not giving them what they want as an example, right? So uh, sometimes that means blessing them in some way. Sometimes that means bearing the burden of them screaming at you as they fall to rock bottom. But the, the mindset of a servant is I want to love you how do I do that that is in your best interest? And that's what Jesus, that's how he was thinking, so to say, when he went to the cross. Mm-hmm. So. so how do we judge our motives when we start making these decisions to serve or help? Like, how do we, how do we process that when we decide, okay, we're going we're gonna to do something now? How do we make that decision? I think you look at the person and reverse engineer it. Okay. So instead of saying do I like this? Do I want to do this? I'm looking and saying, what is your need? Now, Feed My Starving Children is a great example. The need is hunger, and it's actually a blast to run the 5K and do the the packing event. So my motive, so to say, is pure, even though I'm having fun. Mm -hmm. It's fine, right? If this person's need is truth, and, I, and they don't want to hear it, but I need to tell them. There's nothing fun. There's nothing particularly rewarding or fulfilling about that. Mm-hmm. But that is their need. So my motive is to express that love to them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I would just reverse engineer it. That's really what Christ did. He, he looked and said their need is salvation, forgiveness, grace. I'm going to do what I want to do. And Jesus, you know, he didn't want to do it. He, he asked his father, like, can you take this cup from me? It's not like he was thrilled about this. But as a servant, he was like, I, I will do that for them. So Yes. So as a servant and serving, you're saying there's a distinction between those two. There can be a distinction. So sometimes being a servant, I wind up serving. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in being a servant, I'm I'm the obstacle to what you want, not not the conduit to what mm-hmm. you want, right? Sometimes being a servant is a lot of fun, you know. Um, I <laughs> this is weird because I'm a pastor. I enjoy doing funerals, mm-hmm. right? And I'm serving. I'm being a servant to that family or that loved one. But I love loving people like that. I I enjoy it a lot. But sometimes to be a servant, 
I am confronting sin. I don't enjoy that at all, right? So what I, what I would just separate is volunteerism, uh, your service is fruitful and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sometimes, but being a servant is what do you need? And I love you enough to give you your need, whether it benefits me or I enjoy it or mm-hmm. not. So when we do that, um, do we gauge differently depending on whether they are in the church or out of the church? You, you gauge how to serve them differently, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if if you're in the church and you're in sin, as an example, the Bible would direct us to deal with that a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you're out of the church and you're in sin, Paul says, what business of mine is what they do? Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interact with you as uh, a lost person and try to share the gospel. Um, if you're in the church and uh, you claim to be a believer, I might serve you by enacting Matthew 18, by disciplining you. If you're out of the church, none of that applies to you. So I'm going to serve you by telling you the truth about your need for Christ. So that definitely, but I I wouldn't just make that an in the church, out of the church mindset. Mm -hmm. It's the relationship. So my relationship with an unbeliever is different than my relationship with a believer. Mm -hmm. My love is not. Right. I love you, and I will serve you mm-hmm. accordingly. A lot of times you get that mindset of, I'm making this person like my project. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win them to Jesus by serving them. So what would you say when you're talking to somebody about that mindset, about I'm, I'm going to make them a project or I'm going to win them over to Christ by, by serving or loving them? I would say serve them and love them and and know them, and if you know them, they should know that you know Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So as you serve somebody, they may say, give me the reason for the hope that's within you. Why are you doing this? And I would answer that question uh, directly. But if you're my friend, let's say we grew up together, and you're a buddy from high school, but you don't know Christ and I don't, or you don't and I do, I'm still going to be your buddy. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to enjoy life with you. But if I actually love you, I'm going to tell you about Christ. Like, and, and you're going to know that. I actually have a friend like this. He, he'll probably will watch this. <laughs> and he knows that. He knows that I love him enough and I want him to follow Jesus. But we're also buddies. We watch the games together and laugh a lot and, and all those kind of things. Um, and, and he knows what I want. He knows who I am. He's not there in his relationship with Christ, but he knows that I want him to be. Mm-hmm. And that's just a part of our relationship. I, I would I wouldn't even think about withholding something from him or making him my project. I just love my friend, and because I believe his soul's at stake, he knows that, mm-hmm. right? And that's part of our conversation. So it's not that loving you if you do for me is not love, right? Right, right? and it's not being a servant. Mm-hmm. So loving you regardless, serving you regardless. However, if I look at you and say I love you and you don't know who Christ is and I do, I'm not being loving to you, right? So it's all it all kind of mixes together that yeah. way. Yeah. Is it is it tough, I would say, in a role that you're in as a pastor to find your ways to serve without it looking as though it has some ulterior motive? Well, maybe in other people's minds, but <laughs> but not but not not in mine. I, mm-hmm. My life is is a lot like yours and mm-hmm. and Bob, your husband. It, it's a 
I do what I do because I love what I do and, and it, and I'm called to do it. Um, I like to think that Heidi and I would live the way that we live regardless of where I got an income from, what, you know, what I did for a living. Um, now other people are, you know, I always joke that when it, people find out I'm a pastor, they immediately start confessing their sins to me, you know, kind of thing. So sometimes that, but once, once we know each other and we're friends, me being a pastor, um, is not that big of a deal. Me being a person who loves you and cares about you and you know that, that actually winds up being the deal and why people share their lives with, with us. So that's great. Kind of way it works. And that's how I want it's how I want everybody to live. I think that's Christ's calling. You know, as believers, we give our lives away and that mm-hmm. attracts and it it causes people to look and say there's there is a hope that you have that I don't. And then Peter says, when they ask, tell them right. what that hope right. is. So. Tell them what it is. Well, that's the Weekend Extra. We're wrapping up here, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week.